With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Emergency podcast. Emergency podcast. Antonio Brown is now a Patriot. Antonio Brown is now a Patriot. We we need to do this for the listeners. We have to say it right away. The quality might not be the greatest, but we felt that the listeners needed this podcast. Andy Hart, what a day. What a day. Well, first of all, you're right. Time is of the essence. Time is more important. Getting this out there. I talked about it on our, our radio station, WEI.com, today. I thought the Patriots would be interested. Some people in this town, I won't name names other than Ryan Hannibal, Karen Regan, and Tom Curran, said the Patriots should steer clear of Antonio Brown. Thankfully, they listened to me. They said, wait a minute, there's a Hall of Fame receiver available. We have questionable depth at receiver. We're going to look into this. Now, I will say, if the initial reports are accurate, a one-year deal worth up to $15 million with a $9 million signing bonus, I don't love the deal. Whoa, whoa, you don't like it now, huh? Feels like a little too much money to me, $9 million signing bonus, but I will say, you know, this has the feel of the Darrell Revis when that went down, where there's a Hall of Famer available, you can overpay him for a year, you can give him whatever. Uh, I love it, and I love it for a number of reasons. First is the obvious one. I have never bought into the idea. I was reading in all these places and hear people talking that, oh, this is as deep a receiving core as Brady's ever had, and this might be one of the best receiving cores in the NFL. Bull crap. And you know who just told you bull crap? Bill Belichick. Because if it was that good, he would not be taking Antonio Brown, the circus, the headache, the crazy guy. He wouldn't be taking him on. He knew that this team could use help at receiver. He went out and got a great player who was available. So I think that's the first reaction that you say the second part is not only do they get antonio brown i think this helps you get rob gronkowski i think you're going to have gronk looking at this saying wow that looks like it's going to be fun and if they produce like we think they're going to produce as an offense with now a number one target antonio brown a number two target julian edelman and then guys like gordon and thomas falling in line behind that with brady and the weapons out of the backfield i think there's a chance in the middle of the season gronk goes that looks like they're having a lot of fun Oh, wait, they're undefeated or only have one loss. They look like they're headed to another Super Bowl. I want to join that party, and that's well, going to help you get Gronk. I'll, I'll just start, start right there. Why, if, if your scenario is right and the Patriots are undefeated, like, why would they all of a sudden say, all right, Gronk, like, like, come on right now in the middle of October? That just doesn't seem the way that Bill Belichick does things, but have a guy come in in the middle of the season, especially when things are going great. It might be different when if, if things weren't going so well and Belichick was desperate for more, you know, positive stuff from the offense. But if they're undefeated and going through all this together, I just can't see Bill Belichick be like, oh, sure, Gronk, why don't you come back? We're doing great. We've done great without you, but but we want you back. Come back. That just doesn't make any sense to me. Well, it always makes sense because you always want to be better. You always want to have more talent, the most possible talent that you can But have. does that seem like anything Belichick has done in the past? Well, he did it with Junior Seau. Junior Seau joined the, the team midseason. Junior Seau was the same thing. Hall of Fame player at the end of his career. But yeah, I'll join the fun. Junior Seau did it. Why can't Rob Gronkowski do it? And Rob Gronkowski has been a lifelong patriot. I think they are, have a comfort of what he brings to the table in terms of work ethic late in the year. So 
focus on the here and the now. Yep. Based on these reports, the Patriots are going to have to do some maneuvering under the salary cap. This was a team that had supposedly around $6 million in cap space and somehow handed Antonio Brown a reported $9 million signing bonus on a one-year deal. That does not add up. Now, there were also reports today they reached an extension with Jonathan Jones. Their cornerback restricted free agent tender he was on was $3 million. Maybe they lowered that cap number to create a couple more million dollars in cap space. But you also have to remember, it's not just create the cap space for Antonio Brown. It's the roster spot. Well, it's the roster spot, but it's also the cap space moving forward. You're going to have injuries. You're going to have to add players. You need to have some wiggle room. Usually that wiggle room is somewhere in the range of four, five million dollars. Right. They need to do some work here. I'll be interested to see what happens. Now, I've always been in the cap is crap category. Bill always says it. You can manipulate cap room in a variety of ways. They'll do that. I think that's fine. I think that's minutia details. The bottom line is the New England Patriots, who are already, depending on who you ask, one of the top two teams in the AFC, one of the top two to four teams in the National Football League, just added a Hall of Fame talent, the best wide receiver in football. And, oh, by the way, they're going to open up on Sunday Night Football against the Steelers, his former team. Can you imagine what Ben Roethlisberger is thinking? He, he has trouble beating the Patriots as it is, and now his best weapon just joined the other team. He won't be there, though. He won't be there. Let's make that clear. He won't be there, but it's irrelevant. He's going to be there. So you better sure as hell beat them on opening night because that's your best chance to beat them because then Antonio Brown joins the fun. I, you know, I, I said this on the radio today on our station, WEEI, that my son texted me while I was on the air. We were talking about Antonio Brown and the Patriots would be interested, and I said, sure, they'd be interested. He wanted a jersey. He's going to want a jersey. This injects so much excitement into the defending champions that it's not even funny. This is Randy Moss, but even more exciting because it's happening on the fly. Randy Moss, you had time to think about it. You had the draft trade. Randy Moss, is he as good as he used to be? Oh, he says he's as good. Oh, he pulls his hamstring. He missed the preseason. This is Antonio Brown coming off a 15-touchdown season, a guy with six straight years with 100 catches, who's joining your team on the eve of the opener. This is as exciting a move as the NFL has seen, and I think you saw that with, you know, I'm watching college football, TV's on, they're breaking into everything. They're breaking into all the coverage to say, Antonio Brown is signed with the Patriots. This is, this is borderline unprecedented. All right. So I wrote on WEI.com this afternoon that the Patriots should not go after Antonio Brown, should stay clear. I want to make Ryan it... Hannibal wrong again. I want to make it clear... That, yes, I, I'm with you with the Patriots receiving group not being that as good as some other people think. They could use, you know, another piece for sure. But Antonio Brown and what you're going to get with him just doesn't make any sense to me from, from a Patriots perspective. It just goes against everything that Bill Belichick has said and done in recent years. He was reportedly said a couple years ago he only wanted to coach players that he wanted to coach. Does Antonio Brown seem like a guy that he wants to coach and deal with the headaches? Look what the guy just did on Friday night. He posted a YouTube video with a conversation with John Gruden. Can you imagine him posting this to YouTube? A conversation with Bill Belichick like today, calling him to say, you know, are you interested in joining the Patriots? That just doesn't seem anything like Bill Belichick is going to do. And now everybody's, everybody. Do you think he'll do that? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Do you think he'll do that? Antonio Brown? Do you think he'd do that? Do what? Post a conversation. Do you think he'll treat Bill Belichick the same way he treated Mike Tomlin and John Gruden and Mike Mayock? Or do you think Bill Belichick and Tom Brady have a certain air about them, a certain cachet that they've earned? I use the example of my son. I was talking to my son about this. And I said, 
you know how you act when your disciplinarian regular teacher is in the building? And I said, you know how everybody seems to act differently when there's a substitute teacher? That's how Antonio Brown has treated these other guys. I can't envision him being dumb enough. Now, maybe he's just crazy enough. Maybe I'll regret saying this. But I think Bill Belichick is the disciplinarian regular teacher, and those other guys were the sub that everybody takes advantage of, throws paper balls, screws around, goes to the bathroom, doesn't come back. He is going to treat Bill Belichick with the respect that Bill Belichick has earned. And you know this. We've talked about it. When Bill Belichick does interviews with our very own stations, Lou Maloney and Christian Fourier. Glenn Ordway, forget about him. Yes. Christian Fourier doesn't play for him anymore. Lou Maloney never played for him. He was a baseball player, not a football player. Okay. And yet they walk on eggshells around this guy. That is just the the amount of respect, cachet, fear, whatever you want to call it. That's what he creates. But what has Antonio Brown done in the last, you know, weeks or three weeks to say give you any indication that he's going to stop posting the social media stop going on twitter instagram doing any of this like nothing has shown the patriots is the simple answer he signed with the patriots and oh by the way his agent drew rosenhaus yeah 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 history working with the patriots including with rob Gronkowski. yeah but how did that go over that you can I, i heard you say that today that doesn't make all the sense in the world to me because if drew rosenhaus and the patriots were on the same page drew rosenhaus would have had rob Gronkowski tell the patriots he's retiring before free agency so they can go out and require a tight end to replace him that didn't happen it didn't happen but it's not a perfect world maybe gronk hadn't decided yet but how can you say the relationship's perfect because they, I didn't say it was perfect. I said they have a working relationship. They've they have regular really relationships well. with every agent. They, no, that's not true. <laughs> They've worked very well with Drew Rosenhaus over the years, going all the way back to Gus Scott's contract, where they did a very unique contract. They have worked with this guy with a litany of players, from superstars like Rob Gronkowski and Antonio Brown, down to the 53rd man on the roster. And I have ever never heard anything other than a respect, a two-way relationship, which is a little different than I think you, you see from other organizations in terms of Drew Rosenhaus. I think he's seen as sort of a the, the marquee, flashy agent, the guy you get when you want to renegotiate or go elsewhere, shoot your way out of town. The Patriots have found a way to work with him over the years, and they have found a way yet again to shock the NFL world by bringing in Antonio Brown. It is just pure magic, in my opinion, because you look... This is a team that now has a number one target. This yep. is a team that now has its superstar. Sure. They're going to be selling jerseys. Uh, can you imagine if you're the guy that runs I don't think the Patriots right are concerned about selling jerseys. Wait, they're not a business? They don't I, worry about making money? They sell enough jerseys as it is. I don't think... This isn't like... Jersey, prior to this signing, whose jersey would you have bought? Tom Brady. You already own Tom Brady. If you're a Patriots fan, you own Tom Brady. Whose jersey would you have bought? Sony Michelle? You feel great about him? Damian Harris? Right? You're not going to buy Hightower. Brady could be leaving. And I, I, I don't, I, I, I don't think... I, I don't think Bill Belichick cares about jersey sales. I say he cares, but it's part of the business, and they are happy that Antonio right. Brown will be pumping out jerseys all right. in the coming so, months. So Antonio Brown comes aboard, and all is well. Sure, great. He, he has a good attitude. He's buying in. hotel rooms yet in Miami or not? He's buying. Let me get to this point. He's buying in. Let, let's just say, you know, week five or six comes around and they're playing the Washington Redskins and Julian Edelman gets targeted, you know, 12 times for 10 catches for 130 yards and Antonio Brown gets, you know, three targets, one catch. You think he's going to be okay with that? I have no idea. I don't right. Know how it, the, the worst case scenario to me is that is a sideline blow up with Tom Brady, Julian Edelman, two hotheads in their own right. Yep. Do I think it's going to happen? I don't know. Let's 
remember. But what do the probabilities say? What do the probabilities say? That it won't happen. How do you? What? 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 What have we seen in the? It's happened once. With the Patriots, not with Antonio Brown. No, no, no. It's happened once with Antonio Brown. It's never happened. That's the reality of the situation. No. There has been a lot of events in Oakland over the last short period of time, but prior to that, he pumped out a nice career that came to an end in Pittsburgh, where you have, in my opinion. One of the worst coaches in football in terms of setting a culture and a tone. You have a quarterback who is an absolute dink in his own right, who is a terrible leader, and an organization that has enabled numerous players to be bad guys, quite frankly, over the years. Whether it's Joey Porter or James Harrison or any of the guys, Ben Roethlisberger and then Antonio Brown. He went off the rails, and now it's Bill Belichick's job to put him back on the rails and Tom Brady's. And oh, by the way... Their track record doing that is pretty damn impressive. I have a hard time finding a guy going all the way back to Terry Glenn, who was as much of a circus sideshow as what Antonio Brown was in less than six months in Oakland. Nobody has come close to to the clown show to Antonio Brown. He is on a completely different level. Would you agree with that? No, I wouldn't. Who comes close to him? Corey Dillon? Terry Glenn was like 25 years ago. Right, but it was the same thing. Bill Belichick has been through this before. He's but that was the, not the day of social media. No, like, it's a different Dillon. age. It is a different age. It's the same Belichick, and he's still the most powerful man in the NFL in terms of coaching and setting a tone within a building, and he has the best lieutenant at doing that in Tom Brady. And, oh, by the way, you talk to players, I think players fall in line here almost in a Pavlovian sense. They don't even know why they do it, but when they walk in the building, and they see Brady and Belichick, and then they see Matthew Slater and Devin McCourty and all these guys, they just sort of fall in line. And I don't understand it myself, but it happens. It has happened for years, and my guess is it's going to happen again. I find it hard to believe that Antonio Brown is the guy who's going to totally just disregard everything that's built. And oh, by the way, why would he? Doesn't he want to play and win and have fun? Does he? Unless he's just that bleep crazy. It sounds like it. it sounds like all he cares you know, about is he uh, with the Patriots. Uh, because maybe they were the only team that offered him. No, no, no. Why he signed with anybody? Antonio Brown. Yeah, if he doesn't want maybe, to play anymore, maybe they, maybe they gave him because they gave him nine million guarantee, which you thought was pretty high. Maybe they gave him the most money. Million guaranteed in Oakland. If it was about the money, he would have just done what he was doing in Oakland. He wouldn't have gone all in and asked for a release and screwed it up in Oakland. I, I don't if know. It's about the money, he's in Oakland. Sure. It's not about the money. If he wants to play again, it's about being a good soldier for the Patriots. They can cut him, by the way. They're sure. They're going to manipulate the cap room, and they can cut him anytime they want, and they can cruise right along with the rest of the receiving corps, Julian Edelman and Tom Brady, and they'll still be in the divisional round and then likely the AFC Championship game and maybe the Super Bowl. They Even though they gave him more money than I would have liked, they can still hold the hammer. They can still move on from him, and their season won't fall apart. It's not like he's Andrew Luck and they're the Colts. Everything falls apart if Antonio Brown's gone. They can still do that. Sure. The other okay. point, the other, you have anything else on that? No, I love the move. You hate the move. One of us will be right, one of us will be wrong. What, one, other, one, one other side part to, to my point that I want to get your, your thoughts on is how this might impact the locker room, particularly 
Josh Gordon. Does this seem to make sense from a Josh Gordon standpoint where maybe he looks at it as saying, maybe this team you know, doesn't trust me as much as maybe they did last year. Maybe like it, it could impact his confidence and his play on the field and just overall situation. Do they think that factored into it all? Like, Does this make sense for Antonio Brown to be in the same room as Josh Gordon? I don't care. Quite what do you mean you don't care? I don't care. I'll take the better receiver. Who's the better receiver? So, okay, so the, all right. So then, to your point, why don't you just cut Josh Gordon and, and bring in Antonio Brown? Because I'm better with Josh Gordon and Antonio. But you Brown just said you don't Adam. care. I don't. What? If he doesn't want to be here, if he washes out, he's gone. If Antonio Brown washes out, they're gone. That's the beauty of the Patriots. It's the it's the way that Bill can do business and work with a net, and the net is called Tom Brady. The net is called Julian Edelman. He has a certain floor that no one else has. He has that ability to just fall back on that. Yeah. And do I want Josh Gordon if I'm the Patriots? Yeah. If he's going to catch, you know, average 18 yards a catch and catch some back shoulder fades and make some big plays for me, because look at it now. I think Josh Gordon has been greatly overrated the last year and a half. Now he's the number three target, right? Now yeah. he's not going to get the best that the other team has. Now maybe he does have room to work after he catches one of those slants. Maybe he no longer has any safeties paying attention to him because he's now Juju. The luxury that Juju had a year ago is that Antonio Brown will be double covered. The luxury is that Antonio Brown is the focal point, and you're not even the two because Julian Edelman will eat you alive and catch 10 passes for 120 yards if you allow him to do it. So Josh Gordon, I would argue, this takes the pressure off him. Maybe this enables him to be a more productive professional. All, all this is all well and good, but this is, goes to what we talked about before, is if everything works out according to plan – and in reality, everything doesn't work out according to plan. Antonio Brown might come in for a couple weeks and go along fine. Everything is great. They're five and zero. He's catching touchdown passes. But what if there's that one game that he go that doesn't get any targets, and then he goes off in the locker room? There's some ripple effects that I think you're not factoring in that could potentially happen with this guy. And you already had a decent wide receiving core as it was with, with all these guys coming back. It just doesn't seem worth the risk to me especially for nine million dollars the payoff is not is not worth it it's just, to me it's just not worth it especially with, with what could happen the payoff is you could be historically good on offense that's the payoff but then you, you could, could you, through the regular season and but be historically how, good on offense and collect the seventh super bowl ring for your organization oh by the way but they were already the super bowl favorites uh, they're not really not by anybody who had any objectivity they were already favored to be back in the afc championship game like pretty much sure Yes. Sure. And they lost the guy that carried them in the AFC title game in the Super Bowl a year ago. Their go-to player. Their but you just told me he's. You told me earlier, earlier he's coming back. Why couldn't they just convince him to come back? Well, maybe they couldn't. Now they can convince both. You always want to have more talent. That's the bottom. For line. sure, but be as good as you possibly can be. They added a a risk. There's no a, a, a humongous risk that everybody is overlooking. A humongous I, risk. I, I don't. First of all, nobody's overlooking it because again, you. Karen Garigian, Tom Curran, everybody else told me they wouldn't do this, they shouldn't do this. Bill Belichick and myself, we've been on the same page a lot lately. Yes, you, you and Bill, off in your own island, don't you guys are on. Yeah. NESCAC boys, we, we tend to stick together. We, you know, we played competitive football at the NESCAC level. Now we talk about football or run a football team. There's a lot of similarities. Yes, a lot. We're on the same page with Gunner. We couldn't decide whether we wanted him on the team or off the team. And now we're on the same page with Antonio Brown. The reward outweighs the risk at this point and that's just the reality it wouldn't be the same everywhere the risk would be greater in other places 
There are some teams where I think you could do this. Kansas City, you have an established team with established stars and established coach. They could have brought in Antonio Brown, and they lose him. They stay a contender, right? Yes. That's what this situation is. You're adding talent. You're adding opportunity. You're adding potential. And the fallback is you go back to where you were. Now, I will say, worst-case scenario is week 15, somewhere in there, it hits the fan, as you described. Yep. Something happens, and he's fighting with Edelman on the sideline, and you have to cut him, yep. whatever it may be, and you didn't develop Jacoby Myers. You didn't yep. develop Demarius. Because he's taking snaps away from these guys that could potentially right. fill roles. And you know what that's called? 2018, where you counted on Josh Gordon, you walked out the door, you changed on the fly, you became a running team, and you ran all the way to another Super Again, Bowl. everything went according to plan last year. It's sort of like the Red Sox. Nothing it, went according to plan. Josh Gordon was part of the plan until he wasn't. And the playoffs, it did. Right, and they will be again this year. They will react. They will adjust. Now, you're playing the absolute worst-case scenario because if it happens in Week 6, you still have time to adjust during the regular season because you have the luxury of playing in the East. You're going to win the division. You're going to go to the playoff. So you have that luxury of adjusting on the fly. But worst-case scenario, late but, in the year, well, you kind of saw worst-case scenario with Josh Gordon, and they found a way to make it What work. if it's not just Antonio Brown that, that caused that is, is turns into a negative? What if Julian Edelman is part of it, and, and he you know t- turns up to be not what he, what he once was because of whatever happened to Antonio Brown? What if Josh Gordon becomes so upset with Antonio Brown being around that he becomes impacted and maybe is off the roster? I just think there's so many things that could happen. There was a chance. He was off the roster either way, Josh Gordon. Okay. Now, I don't know how you're telling me Antonio Brown's going to ruin Julian Edelman. I don't really understand that tie-in. I don't see that happening at all. Julian Edelman is enough of an established person, enough of his own man, and enough of Tom Brady. What if, what, let's just say Tom Brady becomes best friends with Antonio Brown and leaves Edelman out on the island. Do you think that's really going to happen? Uh, it's possible. It is not possible. <laughs> you know it. You're full of crap. You went to the extreme, and I called your bluff. It's everything is possible. I just think that you can't count on anything with Antonio Brown because of just what a what a clown show the last week has been, and what evidence there is besides saying that Belichick has done it before some guys, but not to the level of Antonio Brown. That's where my point is, and I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna back off it. I think this is gonna be a continuing debate throughout the season. It will be, and you'll be wrong, and they'll be in the playoffs, and you'll catch a lot of passes for a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns. They're going to have one of the best offenses in football, which they would not have had without him. This is a net positive. Anyone who looks at this other than a net positive is not being honest or is not very bright. All right, we're done. We have to move on. We have to move on with our Saturday nights. We will be yes, back Saturday, tomorrow night. Sunday night, yes. Tomorrow night after the game for your listening pleasure. First thing Monday morning, we'll be reviewing Patriots and Steelers without Antonio Brown, but should be a great matchup regardless. Yes, and it's Patriots Steelers. I can only imagine what Ben Roethlisberger is going to be thinking walking into Gillette Stadium to play this game, knowing that a week later or shortly thereafter, Antonio Brown is joining Tom Brady and Julian Edelman and this team. I can't, I can't even envision what's going through his mind. I can't wait till he comments on it tomorrow night. It is going to be fantastic. Thank you for listening. Do us a favor. Follow us off day pod on Twitter. Leave us reviews on iTunes. Subscribe, all that. Clearly, we're here for you guys if we took time out of our Saturday night to record this podcast. We care about our listeners. This was big. We needed to do this. So this is why we did it. And thanks for listening. Peace out.